Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare, resident K-beauty expert, and of course, the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellico. Now, a big welcome back to the show. And if you are joining us for the very first time, then a big welcome to you also. This is a show where we take a look at a lot of different issues, topics, uh, and things concerning the Korean beauty industry generally, not just here in Korea where I'm based, but around the world. Uh, So lots of different topical things that are going on just globally in the industry, trends that we're seeing, uh, you know, regulation, things like that, as well as, of course, importantly, all the latest releases, products, uh, tips and tricks for you to actually try in your K-beauty routine. And the show is interactive as well. So if you would like to join the discussion, if you would like to become part of the show, remember that you can always reach out to either me or our team at Style Story. You can email us with any questions that you have. Uh, if you have a topic that you would like discussed, uh, we get a lot of those kind of things. And we do try and incorporate them into the show as well, where for possible. Uh, So that is just some of the ways that you can also get involved in the discussion and what's going on. You can come and follow me on social media. I am at lauren.kbeauty and I upload, you know, a range of different things, uh, you know, what's going on over here in Korea, different beauty products, reviews and things like that, that I don't tend to share on the show. Uh, And you can also come and follow either Style Story or Jellico. We've got all of the the social media platforms pretty much covered. We're on TikTok. We are on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you like to hang out, you will probably find us there. So without any further ado, let us jump into this week's K-Beauty news headlines. And first up is, uh, well, I thought I might as well share it because I was actually in the article. So are you, if you've been listening to the show for a little while, you may have tuned in to the episode we did uh, maybe about a month ago about K-Beauty in Dubai. And uh, I actually then spoke after that with Cosmetics Design Asia, uh, who report on lots of the, the latest trends in not just you know cosmetic packaging, but ingredients, regulation, all of this kind of thing. And they reached out because they were interested in hearing a little bit more about my take on uh, brands that are diversifying and moving away from their reliance on China. So K-beauty brands, many brands in particular, uh, used to place a lot of emphasis on expansion in the Chinese market. But because of lots of different political issues and, of course, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we've seen a big shift away from that in the last couple of years. And more and more brands are looking to alternative markets where they can try and grow uh, overseas just so that they're not as reliant on China. China is one of those places where if you can crack it, it's a great market because it's so huge and there's a lot of money to be made there. But there are it being a communist country, there are a lot of regulations and you have to deal with a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, that makes it harder to run a business, obviously, because if you're looking to invest 
if you're looking to expand and all of these kind of things, you kind of want some certainty that, you know, the government's not just going to take your assets uh, or block your funds or anything like that. So what has happened is a lot of K-beauty brands are looking elsewhere and going, where can we set up shop? Where should we focus if not China? Now, the West is obviously uh, a place where Korean beauty brands have been making moves, particularly in the US. Uh, A lot of brands have either opened offline stores or are looking to do more in the American market. They're picking, you know, US brand models and things like that. But another area in the world that is seeing some of this interest and some of this expansion is also the Middle East. And so that's what I was uh, chatting with um, Cosmetics Design Asia about. And I will include a link to um, the article that I did with them. Uh, But basically just sharing some of my thoughts about why it is potentially such a good hotbed for K-beauty brands. Uh, Amore Pacific has already made moves over there. They have expanded their Laneige brand um, into the Middle East. They are currently in the UAE and also some other GCC countries as well. So go and check that out if you are keen to hear a little bit more about my take. Uh, or you can also tune into the podcast episode that I did um, and I will include a link to that as well. Now, another topic that I know a lot of our listeners really uh, enjoy when I cover is uh, plastic surgery and medical tourism. And the Korea Herald actually reported on a surge in these. So in 2022, Korea actually recorded a record number, recorded a record number. I don't know what you want to say. There was a record number of foreign national patients coming over uh, here for plastic surgery and dermatology. So 82,000 was the report. Um, So that is, I mean, that's a lot of people. I'm not sure how that compares to other countries. I haven't sort of gone and pulled out those stats. But by 2022, the figure had more than doubled in Korea. Uh, So a lot of people are coming over here to do that. And you've probably seen this on social media. I see a lot of people being like, I flew to Korea for plastic surgery or I flew to Korea to get some skin treatments done or this, that and the other. Uh, So it's not just a TikTok trend. (laughs) Apparently, people are actually coming. So the nationals uh, who topped the list of patients, I wonder if anyone will be able to guess this. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It was Thais. The Thai nationals topped the list. Maybe surprising? I'm not sure. 24.2% followed by those from Japan, China, and the US. So lots of people coming to Korea for all of those uh, different kind of things. Now, I do occasionally get people sliding into my DMs asking me, about, you know, where to go for dermatology and things like that. Uh, And uh, I can definitely help you out if you already speak Korean, but I don't go to the places that target foreigners for these kind of things Um, just because, you know, I have um, my own dermatologist who I really like. uh, And so I don't tend to go to places that uh, target foreigners. I think if you are like 100% foreigner, you don't have any, you know, Korean friends or Korean language ability, uh, then, you know, it probably makes sense to go somewhere where it's a little bit more tailored for you. 
you know, because they can they can help you out a little bit more. They know, I guess, the Western beauty ideal is the other big thing. You know, if you're going to go and get anything, particularly like plastic surgery or whatnot done, I would just make sure that whoever you go to understands the beauty ideal where you are from. There's not much use going to a local Korean person if they are really fixated on what the trends are here, uh, because it may be different where you're from and you might not like how it's done. So with anything like that, I think it's best to do your research. But if you do need like dermatological recommendations or something like that and you speak Korean, I'm happy to share mine with you, of course. Uh, Now, the other thing uh, that I saw in the news uh, was that Chemlinked was reporting on some of the key legislative conditions that are going into the new act that is aiming to reduce microplastics in Korea. So the Environment and Labor Committee has proposed a new special act. uh, And basically what they're trying to do is, you know, control and minimize the impact uh, and environmental problems that are being caused by the use of microplastics. So the new act or the proposed new act, because this is not yet legislation, basically uh, suggests to place a range of obligations on government here in Korea and also business in relation to both the manufacturing and importation of microplastics. Uh, So this is a pretty big uh, topic, I think, the world over. And a lot of people are quite concerned with what Korea is doing as well because it is such a huge generator, particularly of plastic waste. Um, If you've ever been here, you'll just know that everything is over-plasticed so obscenely. It actually really offends my sensibilities sometimes when I receive stuff because I'm just like, this is just unnecessary. It's not prolonging the life of the product in any way Um, it's not even necessarily making sure it doesn't get ruined in transit it's just a whole lot of waste Um, and look we are making strides over here they have banned uh, colorful plastics and pet bottles as well there are like limitations on all of that Uh, we have a very robust recycling system but of course recycling is not the same thing as reducing so look the authorities are now hoping to enact this law to establish a comprehensive countermeasure system for my Microplastics. So they're taking a bunch of surveys and things like that, and they're going to be monitoring things like usage, emission, and reduction in order to protect both public health and the environment. So some good news there on that front as well. Uh, so look, uh, that was what I had in this week's news headlines for you. Quite a lot of different things going on, as you can see. Now, we have also had uh, a question of the week that came from one of our Style Story customers. So she was wondering, she'd seen Dr. Surical's vegan kombucha tea essence product, and she was wondering, is this a fit for acne-prone skin? Now, if you haven't already seen this product... Basically, it is, I would say, similar in category to the Laneige Cream Skin product, which is to say that it is one of these products that goes creamy and applies quite milkily, (laughs) if that's a word, when you put it onto the skin. And it has a layer of um, this kombucha tea essence and then also the milkiness. So I actually don't think that this is the best Dr. Surical 
essence option for you if you have acne. Instead, what I would recommend is their uh, Tea Tree 95 Essence. That one used to get a lot of rave reviews back in the day, but I don't see that it mentioned as often just because I think so many other products are you know, being talked about in the market. But this is actually a really brilliant product. Uh, it used to be one of my absolute go-tos whenever I had breakouts uh, because it really does calm and strengthen the skin, which can help to keep breakouts at bay. This is one of those products. It comes in a little green um, container, a little green jar with a dropper. I always used to notice the difference in my skin when I stopped using it. It's it's a little bit of one of like one of those sneaky ones where when you're using it, you're kind of like, is it doing anything? I'm not sure. And then you stop and you're like, okay, I need to get another one of those because obviously it was definitely doing something. That is the one that I would recommend for sure if you do have acne prone skin. Don't be put off by the tea tree in the name because often in K-Beauty, what you'll find is we're not using the pure oils. We are using extracts of it. So it's much more gentle and it doesn't have that really overpowering smell that you might be used to with tea tree products either so that would actually be my recommendation if you have acne prone skin skip the vegan kombucha one i know that everyone's talking about it on socials at the moment but dr Cyrical actually has a great range quite a large range too i think like only a couple of their products get talked about but that one is one that i would recommend if you are looking for something like that now, we do actually have a new K-Beauty release that I can share with you, and I want to go through this one in detail because I have mixed thoughts about this, but I think that there are some people that will really enjoy it. What it is, is it is a Korean makeup spatula, and this is another one of those products that you may have seen on social media. Uh, it is beloved by Korean makeup artists. They are really into using these spatulas at the moment. And basically, it's a handy tool that is perfect for giving you really sheer makeup coverage that barely looks like you're wearing makeup. It's a metal device, I guess you could say, if you've never seen it before. I'll, I'll include a link if you're not sure what I'm talking about. And you're like, when are you talking about a makeup spatula? But it basically does look like a tool that you might see in like a workman's tool kind of kit. You know, it's metal. And basically what they do is they use that to um, a couple of ways. You can use it to adjust the color of your liquid foundations. Uh, so if you're mixing and matching things, you can actually do that with this tool and then apply it. Uh, and then a lot of people use it to apply their base makeup on directly to their skin and then you sort of blend it in. Now, when I first used this product, I was thoroughly unconvinced, but I kept persevering with it. And these are my honest thoughts. I think that this is an interesting product because it definitely does give you really ultra sheer coverage and you do end up using less product than you would if you were using a sponge or a puff or anything like that because they tend to suck up some of the product like that. That much is definitely true. The reason I have mixed thoughts about it are a couple of reasons. So number one, you can't really just get away with using this product on its own. So know that going in. Even if you use it to apply the stuff um, to your face, you are still going to be blending it out either with a puff or, you know, your fingers or something else like that. So it's not like it's totally one and done, like you can just use this to do your whole face. It doesn't really work like that. Having said that, even if you do use a puff afterwards, it definitely overall you do use less product. So if you're if you've got something I don't know really expensive and you're like gosh, I really can't afford to be replacing this, you know, every couple of months and you really want to make it go further, then yes, this works. 
Who do I think it works best for? I honestly think it works best for people who do not have a lot to cover up. If you're a kind of person that ultra sheer is not quite what you need, this is probably not the product for you. But if you've already got pretty good skin and you're just looking for a nice, really light coverage that is your skin but better, then I think this is perfect. Uh, It is quite hygienic. Obviously, you still need to wash it, but like it's metal. So you don't, you know, like sponges and stuff like that tend to go really manky and you have to throw them out after a couple of months. This is not like that. So it's going to last a lot longer. Um, So I just think on the whole, there are people that are going to absolutely love these tools and, uh, you know, they definitely will work. If you are maybe a makeup artist, you might like to try this and see how you go. Uh, But I think just go into it knowing if you have a whole bunch of pigmentation or you've got lots of, you know, acne or pimples or something like that, I think you might find this to be quite annoying because it's just you're never going to get there in terms of coverage is what I have found with it. Uh, so I tend to avoid it if I'm breaking out. I'm just like, there's just no no point. Like I need, I need more coverage than this. But if I'm having a fairly clear skin day or whatnot, then it's enough. So that's my honest thoughts on it. Uh, and, you know, there are enough people that have been asking about it that want to get their hands on one. So we do have one up there for you. But that is honestly how I think you should use it and who I think it would benefit. So hopefully that's been useful <laughs> if you've been on the fence about that. Now, we've also got... Uh, some new Korean beauty product reviews. And these are not from me. These are from our actual uh, customers because I think that's often more helpful, honestly, than me telling you what I think about everything. So the first one is a four-star review, four out of five, for uh, Mison's Snail Repair Eye Cream. And our reviewer said, perfectly decent eye cream, a little sticky feeling on the skin because of the snail mucin, but most snail mucin products are. I've noticed a difference in the fine lines under my eyes and I only use it at night because using it twice a day led to milia. As I said, perfectly fine, but I'm just not in love with it, and I'm looking forward to trying something else when this runs out. So I think that is a great review. Thank you very much. Uh, that tells you everything that you need to know. If you're you know, on the fence about it, how to use it, love it. So thank you very much for sharing that because that's a very useful review. Now, we also had a five-star review for Benilico's Clean It Zero Cleansing Balm, and this was a very short and sharp one. Our customer said, good product. Makes my skin look clean, clear, and younger. So thank you very much for sharing your review with us as well. Now, to round off today's episode, I wanted to share my recommendation of the week, and the drama fans will be happy to know I'm back with a new K-Beauty uh, not K-Beauty, K-Drama recommendation, and that is Madangi Innen Chib, which means in English, or at least they're translating it in English, to secrets hidden in my garden. It actually means a house with a yard, but whatever. Secrets in my garden. It's on Netflix. Now, someone told me last week that they hadn't yet got around to putting English subtitles on it. I'm not sure if that's true. If it is... Uh, and they still don't have English subtitles, that's really annoying. But if they do, or if you can find it somewhere else, I would recommend it. Now, caveat, I'm only partway through. I haven't seen it all the way to the end. But the reason that this drama is a big deal is because Kim Tae-hee is in it, and she used to be one of the biggest actresses in Korea, was in lots of different things, and she has recently had uh, gotten married and had kids, so she's kind of been away off the scene for a while, and she's back. 
and this one also has uh, Lim Ji-yeon in it as well, who was just in The Glory. She was um, the baddie. She was the bad girl in The Glory. So she's back in this one. And it is very gripping. Uh, it basically tells the tale of two different women and uh, what their husbands get up to. And it's sort of revealing things bit by bit. Very gripping, very well shot. The house where it's set in, um, my husband has been kind of watching it over my shoulder but not really paying attention. He's like, oh, that looks like the house in Parasite. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. Um, But it is um, really interesting so far. I am, like, very keen to keep watching and see where it's going to go. But it's basically a thriller but not a super scary one is what I would say. Um, But it's shot very well like the camera work as far as i can tell from a completely lay person's perspective i'm like it's interesting how that how they've shot it uh so it's kind of like an easter egg that reveals itself a little bit more each week i'm really enjoying it uh so i will have a link to that one if you can possibly get your hands on it somewhere with um subtitles i'm sure that will be somewhere and if not it will come it'll probably be available soon but add that one to your list because uh, so far i'm really really enjoying it so, look, I am going to wrap up here for this week. I will be back in your ears next week. Uh, just for the summer, I'm dropping it down to one episode a week. I think I mentioned that on last week's show or maybe the week before, just because there is a lot of stuff going on and I don't want to just put out a dodgy show for you guys. I would rather actually have the time to do it properly. But I'm just trying to balance everything that I've got in my schedule at the moment. So that's what we're doing. Uh, So look, I will leave it here for this week. I will be back in your ears next week. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Style Story.